Today I'll be reading from the book of Mystic Knights of Tirnanog, Wikipedia page. I'm gonna improve your life, I'm gonna change your life, you should always be nice, and please always be kind, I'm gonna teach you how to, you're gonna feel brand new, very cool you know, welcome to my show. You've made it back to lesson three. Not every episode will I be directly fixing something in your life. Don't be selfish. You're not Long John Silvers. Sometimes you need to sit back and gather the information I spew to you. I'm author, artist, screenwriter, life coach, Kayanya Taylor-Joy Van Zant, a.k.a. The Penniesworth. This show is anything, so let's get straight to the topic. Fox kids, there's this magical realm where Irish Smith lives, where four brave knights battle invincible odds. We must defend the people of Kells. Some of which are real, and others merely illusion. This is entertainment. Catch epic adventure with the Mystic Knights of Tiernanog today at 4.30, right here on Fox Kids. Mystic Knights of Tiernanog is an Irish-American fantasy adventure television series set in a fantasy version of ancient Ireland created by Saban Entertainment. This was a show I enjoyed from before I was alive, because if I say childhood, you'll know I'm getting old. This show left a mark in my memories despite it lasting a season and less than a year. It was one of the only shows where I had all the members of the team in action figure form, along with the villains. Even with the Power Rangers, I was missing some characters from the team from whatever seasons. But moving on, it's time I look at the Wikipedia page, but... Read it as if I'm spewing this information straight from my mind and heart, because if I describe it from memory, it, it will be that Braxton from the Jamie Foxx show was the Blue Knight, which is not true. The Silver One ate food with his utensil upside down. The fifth member had the power of leaves, and the air one, which was the lady, was either the first or second girl, in quotations, toy that I had. If it was second, it would be to... Betty Spaghetti, which was legitimately considered a girl toy back when we let constructs dictate what we could play with. I eventually would get other girl Power Rangers, Android 18, and of course Sailor Moon, whose clothes were actual cloth, placing it more in the doll category. Anyways, Mystic Knights was loosely based on actual Irish mythology. The name is derived from Tiernanog, one of the other worlds of Irish mythology. It was Saban's first fantasy series to involve knights, dragons, and wizards. It aired on the Fox Kids Network from September 12, 1998 and ending on May 7, 1999. A second season entitled Mystic Knights Battle Thunder was planned but was later canceled and its budget was put towards Power Rangers Lost Galaxy and the English dub version of Digimon Digital Monsters. That's tough because Lost Galaxy was tight and of course Digimon was cool despite the Digimon cards smelling funny. But I would have enjoyed Mystic Knights Battle Thunder, but I guess it was just me and my dad that was watching Mystic Knights.
let's get into the plot of the show a bit and mispronounce all the names I haven't said since the 90s, before I was born, of course. On an unnamed island, Queen Maeve of Timra seeks to conquer the peaceful kingdom of Kells and enlist the evil fairy Mitter, who gives her the mystical rune stone allowing Maeve to use sorcery. I truly don't remember some of that already, so maybe over on Heavy Eyes, a show that may or may not be out already or canceled, I'll do a watch along to this show. It shouldn't take long. Queen Maeve mostly uses the runestone often to create or summon monsters whom she sends to wreak havoc. When King Conkabar of Kel seeks a way to protect his kingdom, protagonist Rohan, a druid apprentice, goes in search of the prophesied hero Draganta with his friend the reformed thief Angus. Later joined by Prince Ivar and Conkubar's daughter Prince Deirdre, they are drawn into Tirnanog, whose king Finvara puts the group through various tests to determine their worthiness. The heroes having passed these tests, King Finvara gives them certain weapons granting control of the classical elements fire, air, water, and earth. Therefore, the four overcome Midders, 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 evil sentinels, which are the recurring villains in the series, to capture corresponding suits of armor and oppose the various monsters created by Maeve, assisted by the winged fairy Ideen. Subsequently, Rohan gains a new partner in Pyre, the dragon, who later identifies Rohan as Draganta. I'm telling you, these names is uh, exhausting me. Later in the series, another mystic knight emerges in the form of Prince Garrett of Regget who joins the others after they free him from Maeve's telepathic control. He's who I remember as the human leaf blower. With her powers nearly exhausted, Queen Maeve summons the monster Luged, who is more powerful than any previous creation and was trained and mutated by Maeve's teacher, Nemain. It was discovered that Lugad and Rohan are both Maeve's abandoned sons. In the series finale, they cooperate with the other Mystic Knights to defeat Maeve, who King Kankubar banishes to another island. As for Numain, she has claimed the Silver Chalice that Ivar sought to reclaim as Mitter enters an alliance with her. That sounds good, even though I could barely follow it despite just reading it. I was going to go through all the characters, but that's entirely too much, so let's just go over more about the team members. Fire within me! Rohan, portrayed by Lachlan O'Meirain, not to be confused with Gohan from Dragon Ball franchise or Rohan, my butler. Rohan is an orphan raised by the druid Cathbat. Rohan is noble, courageous, and steadfast. His weapon is the Sword of Kells, which can emit fire. He also has possession of the Dragon's Breath Dagger, which he uses to summon Pyre, the Dragon of Dare. To win his red and gold mystic armor, he had to defeat the Ice Lord Timra. To don his armor, he shouts, Fire within me! He is also identified as the mighty warrior Draganta, who is destined to bring peace to Kells for a hundred lifetimes. Later in the series, Rohan obtains the ability to become more powerful by the war cry, Battle Fury! When he has his armor made powerful in the forge within the Mountains of Gloom, his Battle Fury armor is crimson and gold. Eventually, it is revealed that he is the son of Queen Maeve, with Lugat as his half-brother, which I already said. So he's the leader, he's basically like the Red Ranger. 
Also, super nerds, don't try to beat me up or hurt yourself for mispronouncing these names. It's been a while. I just want to reiterate, I had all these figures and they've gone to war with some of my other figures, such as the Ninja Turtles. That would have been a cool crossover. They did it with Power Rangers, and the Power Rangers did it with Mask Rider. Another show we'll have to delve into. The air above me! Let's get to the first of these toys I actually got. I believe from KB Toys. Deirdre, portrayed by Lisa Dwan. Maybe I can interview her and ask her if she's honored that I got her figure before I got the fellas. She probably would. It's me, Kayanla. Deirdre is the Princess of Kells. Her weapon is the Whirlwind Crossbow, which shoots a burst of air. How much damage does an arrow-sized burst of air do? I thought she shot legitimate arrows. My toy came with arrows. To win her white and gold mystic armor, she had to defeat the lightning bat of Timra. To don her armor, she speaks the words, Air above me! Deirdre is the most logical-minded of the Mystic Knights, and is therefore sometimes frustrated by her companion's foibles. In other words, the guys were buffoons. The water around me! Ivar, portrayed by Justin Pierre, an actor whose performance and appearance favored Braxton from the Jamie Foxx show at the time, was a black prince from a distant land. Ivar came to Kells in search of the country's sacred chalice. It was later revealed the chalice was stolen by Torque Maeve's general. His weapon is the barbed trident which shoots blue bolts of electricity. To obtain his blue and gold armor, he had to defeat the sea serpent of Timra. To don his armor, he speaks the words, me? Ivar is loyal to his friends but can be distracted by his search for stolen chalice, often to his own detriment. He later gains the Defender Vehicle, which was meant to be used for Lugad from Torque. I wanted him to be my favorite, but I think at the time the silver one was, then it became the fire one, but when I look back at the toys, I like the brown one and remember it being a must-have. I like how detailed I describe them, despite actually having the details on them right in front of me. Earth beneath me! Angus, portrayed by Vincent Walsh, is Rohan's best friend and a well-known, boastful, reformed thief who often gets into trouble. His weapon is the Terra Sling Mace, which throws giant boulders and can cause earthquakes. To obtain his silver and gold mystic armor, he had to defeat the Rock Wolf Timra. To don his armor, he speaks the words, Earth beneath me. See, he has actual weapons that can cause some damage, not just an unexpected gust of wind that could probably be defeated by a windbreaker. I also think this is where I learned that a mace isn't just pepper spray or a wrapper from Harlem. Forest before me! Everyone knows the five elements. Earth, air, fire, water, forest. That's my favorite band. Garrett, portrayed by Ben Palmer, the Prince of Regid, a ally of Kells. Garrett and Deirdre were promised in marriage, and therefore Garrett first came to Kells to claim his bride. Prior to joining the other knights, he was magically controlled by Maeve, leading him to act against the knights in wicked fashion. However, they eventually freed him with a magic potion, and he joined the team. Garrett has a unique ability to command any animal by lacking eyes with it, which seems to be independent of his status as a mystic knight. So my man was like a magical Dr. Doolittle Thornberry before he even got with the knights. His weapons are the twin timber axes, which shoot a beam of energy. 
He's highly powered and should have told Rohan to step aside immediately. To obtain his brown and gold mystic armor, he had to defeat a giant spider that dwelled in the Banshee Woods. To don his armor, he speaks the words, FOREST BEFORE ME! In exchange for returning Princess Lynette to her homeland, Garrett was given the Dragon Bow vehicle and he returned with it when the Mystic Knights were facing Lugad. So only two team members had whips. Garrett serves the same role as a Sixth Ranger does in many Power Ranger series, supplementing their original team for a time before departing and returning at the climax of their adventures. His storyline is similar to that of Tommy Oliver. This show took place in like a medieval time with dragons, fairies, and sprites just to give some imagery on what the show was looking like. They all had accents, which was different from the other shows I was watching. There were monsters and stuff, which I need to go back and check out to see if they went more the Power Ranger route or was the giant spider CGI. There were 50 episodes, which sounds crazy for just one season, but back then shows surely had a lot more episodes per season than now. I see that in the US and UK only one VHS was released. In Germany, two DVDs were released with two episodes each. The original English audio is not included in the DVDs. It says, Spectres of the Banshee Woods are recycled versions of the Beetleborgs monster Shellator and Count Fangula's bat monster form, and the Bee Fighter Kabuto monsters Flame Ant Beast Baria and Darkness Combined Beast Arijabiria. Hmm. I'll leave it as that, which was unused in Beetleborgs Metallics. An unnamed spiky monster is actually a repainted version of Emily the Seed of Evil from Beetleborgs. Beetleborgs is another show that I will talk about in the near future. I'm looking at some of the images and Deirdre's helmet looks too big and her armor doesn't look wildly protective. The blue guy looks like he needs his own solo spinoff show in which I'll write since I'm a screenwriter. Contact me, Disney. I know you own Fox now, so this property possibly goes to y'all. You know, I think I'll leave it at that for now and maybe revisit this through more research or actually watching it. Or the more likely option, forget I even did this episode and move on to the next thing. This was a Graben Media production. Listen to Happy Eyes, a podcast about film and television. Stay in tune with my nonsense at the pennies worth, I guess, despite thinking social media is poisonous. This program was made possible by contributions to your PBS station from viewers like you. Thank you. Today, we're the show that leads out of PBS Kids right back into all those boring gold people shows. 